I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You are listening to the Load Management Podcast. Why? I don't know. What's going on, everybody? It's your man Chops here in New York City. Brand new episode of the Load Management Podcast. The podcast that talks about sports, but only sometimes. We get into the bullshit and all that extra stuff because we love it and we can't stop talking about it. Uh, My man Adam out there on the West Coast with us. Adam, we got a very special guest, Aaron Gordon, today, and the conversation is pretty awesome. Yeah, because there's nothing else going on in the world. We had Aaron come on and talk about his D-Wade Raptus that obviously blew up Twitter. And we had a lot of fun talking about his music career, a little basketball mixed in, some last dance stuff. But yeah, a good, quick, fun appearance from Aaron Gordon, and uh, we appreciate him coming through. Yeah, we all love rap beef, so that was... Super dope of him to call in. Uh, because of the timeliness of this, we moved Aaron up to this week. Uh, and Andre Drummond episode is still coming. That's going to be next week. Very fun conversation that we teased last week. So stay tuned for that. Uh, after the Gordon interview, we get into some last dance talk, our thoughts and reactions to episode three and four, and then some NFL draft stuff too. So we appreciate you guys for rocking with us. Enjoy the show. Without further ado, we have the high-flying power forward from the Orlando Magic, Aaron Gordon, joining us uh, live from, it looks like, his house in Orlando. Aaron, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Just uh, another day in beautiful Orlando, Florida, man. Just kicking back, relaxing, trying to stay sane, trying to keep myself uh, in shape and keep my mind occupied and uh, stay sharp. Aaron, so, you, got, you got a notebook in front of you. Are you doing yeah. math equations or are you writing down lyrics? Oh, 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 this is just kind of like my thoughts <laughs> that go on throughout the day. Yeah, thoughts, lyrics, um, notes, uh, just throwaway dreams, whatever. It's just kind of something where I could just kind of express express myself, put articulate what's going on inside my head. Uh, Aaron, let me check the Twitter trending topics. You are still <laughs> trending on Twitter this morning, right now, as we record this. <laughs> Walk, we got to walk it through. Walk us through. We'll, we'll get into more of your music, but walk us through last night in the process of dropping this song and everything. Uh, nine out of ten. Cool. Okay, for sure, for sure. Uh, so I was supposed to go on uh, D Way's uh, Wind Down Friday uh, a couple of weeks ago, and then once the day came to where it was uh, supposed to go on, he he like rescheduled or something like that. And I was like, man, all right, well, okay. You know what I mean? He sent me the bottle of the wine. I appreciate that. If, if I can't come on alive, at least I'm going to express myself to you. You know what I <laughs> mean? So you can listen. Now everybody's going to listen. Everybody's going to hear it now. So, um, you know, we just got in the uh, studio, probably work on it for about like three, four days just to make sure everything was tight. So I took like two, one day to write it, one day to record it. Uh, and then one day to film it, and then the, that last day was to uh, to like kind of get it like smooth, you know what I mean? Kind of smooth it out. And then, um, yeah, I mean, we were gonna drop it, and then I didn't really like how it came out, so we we uh, redid the video one time, and then um, yeah, we just 
we figured everybody was going to be tuned in to the last dance so we didn't want to drop it right then and there because that was that's cracking that's amazing by the way so we just did it after man just kind of give somebody just keep it rolling you know what i mean keep that keep the culture keep the lead you know <laughs> you know but did you have these lyrics in the chamber or these like just came about because you got snubbed when we were supposed to go on and talk, you know, with D-Wade about some wine? That was just venting, really. You know what okay. I mean? So it's kind of like everything that... that it's has, a pretty uh, public venting, though. I mean, what we do is public matter. <laughs> our whole occupation is public. I get, Very true. I get critiqued or praised every single day. You know what I mean? So there's nothing new. It's just in a different kind of uh, lane, you know? That's okay. I like the story. Can we so go I, through some of these lyrics? I have it up on Genius. They're wait, on wait, Genius. Wait, wait, before you go into the lyrics. So you're saying after the dunk <laughs> contest, you got your notepad and kept these lyrics in the vault. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just no, making no. sure. It's, look, it is not that serious. <laughs> not that serious. <laughs> um, this was like... This was like uh, one of the producers I was working with, AO. He was like, man, you're going on live with D-Wade. And, and like, what happened? He kind of flaked on you. And so I kind of like, I was starting to get a little gassed up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was starting to get a little gassed up. He was like, man, you definitely come out with a song 9 out of 10. Plus everybody on um, on social media, like, no matter what he posts, no matter what D-Wade posts, no matter what I post, everything is 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10. <laughs> yeah. 9 out of 10. To this day, still, you know what I mean? So just kind of um, taking that, running with that, having some fun with that. And then people were like, oh, you're doing music now. You should do a, a diss song for the judges. They didn't think I was actually going to do it. <laughs> Did you see his response? On Twitter? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said, um, he said you should I trademark should, uh, 9, trademark out, of 9 out of 10. <laughs> right, right. Trademark 9 out of 10. But I'm cool off that. I got some other trademarks on huh? <laughs> need another bottle of D-Wade's wine. It was good, by the way. So, yeah. Was it actually good or you just saying that? Nah, it was good. It was sweet. Um, it was a sweet wine, sweet red, red wine. Uh, you know, it, it was good. It wasn't too wasn't too bitter. Yeah, it's out of Napa. You know, my, my homie just said it's out of Napa. So that's that's where I'm from, low-key, like Northern California. So, you know what I mean? So it's good wine. No, I have a good taste for wine. So it's straight. How many bottles did you consume before you started writing these lyrics? Man, he only sent one bottle of wine. <laughs> oh, come on. He didn't send you a case? Oh, come, come on, D-Wade. He didn't send me a case, dog. That's crazy. <laughs> he didn't send me a case. So, I, I mean, we're we going to talk a little later. I'm going to see what, see what shakes out. <laughs> so D-Wade owes you a million dollars and a case of wine. <laughs> Damn, man. Nah, it's not. Can we talk about the D's nuts line in the song? Because it was hilarious. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, D's Nuts is classic. <laughs> Go through the lyrics? lyrics, Chops. Let me read this lyric. Didn't get the trophy, but I got some to hold. D's Nuts, forgive me, bro, I won't sell my soul. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> bro, we, we beat it out, you know what I mean? Keep it Disney. I love this. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, that, that line, that line, it, it kind of goes to like, you know, I, I don't get I don't get the trophy. You know, I, did, I didn't get to walk out of uh, United Center with the dunk trophy. But I'm walking out of there with my pride, you know what I mean? I'm walking out of there with my manhood, you know what I mean? So everything's all good, and that's all I really need. Wait, wait, Did wait, wait. So that's not a double entendre? Saying D's nuts as in D's, D as in Dwayne? Uh, it ain't that deep, man. <laughs> I was just saying, bro, I was just saying, if you're double entendres, that's some, that's some legit rap. If you're doing double entendres. 
I'm gonna just say it's like that. I right? thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> right? That. Yeah, we just we just gave you some extra. <laughs> Look, Zion, give me that, give me that ammo. Did Adam Silver's really say you deserve to win? It's, it's, it's all it's up to y'all interpretation. Curry, <laughs> <laughs> Steph Curry said it the other day. He said it. He said you should have won. Yeah. Everybody at this point says you deserve to win, pretty much. That's what I'm saying, man. Um, Adam, Adam Silver uh, enjoyed himself. He was. Uh, they were looking to bring me into the NBA office and, and give me like kind of basically a a consolation trophy. Mm-mm, we don't need those. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I was like, nah, I'm really cool off that. And it, and it kind of got lost in the shuffle, you know, with uh, Kobe passing anyway. So I was like, man, plus I do it for the fun of it. Yeah. Strictly. I do it strictly for the fun of it, for the love of it. So like, it would have been nice to win, you know what I mean? But at the same time, man, like, I did it because I love it. You know what I mean? That's what, – what, what can I ask for, man? But, uh, did, like, have you ever actually, like, lost sleep over the fact that you're a two-time runner-up to the dunk contest? Like, does it, like – I know you're doing it for fun. Obviously, you're, you're very good at it and arguably could have won. But, like, do you legitimately get in your feelings if you haven't taken home the trophy? Nah, I sleep like a baby, man. All right, all right. <laughs> Uh, can we talk about the music video? You weren't you you were the jersey from Uncle Drew. Oh, that was in pull up. Yep, yep. Aaron, Uncle Drew is not a good movie. Can I just tell you that? It's classic though. It's classic because of all of the the legends in it, all the OGs in it. You got Reggie in it. You got Chris Webber and you got Lisa Leslie yeah, in it. You got Kyrie in it. You got Shaq in it. You got me in it. You got Lil Rel in it. You got Dick Kroll in it. It's, it's family. <laughs> it's family fun. It's family friendly. That's like one of those movies that it's like will come back. You know what I mean? It will have a resurgence. Be like, oh man, people were sleeping on this. You think you know, so? That, that, that one, yeah, that one will come around. That one will be. Like damn, I forgot about all about this movie, and like it'll come back. He's saying that's gonna be the next Space Jam. Nah, Space Jam is one of a kind, man. The next Space Jam is Space Jam Two. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I I, I, I mean, Kyrie did his thing on that man. That was that was dope. From all the way from like the Pepsi, because it started as just like a like that Pepsi commercial, right? Yeah, the Pepsi commercials. Yeah, for it to go to a Pepsi commercial all the way to a movie, that's wild respect, man. Just on, on the talent of Kyrie. All right. So let's talk about your music. You've dropped two songs now, right? Yeah. You've dropped two songs. How? But how long have you been rapping? Like, give us a backstory for the listeners on how long you've been doing this. Two songs officially out. I think I saw a project coming too. No doubt. No, no. no. I mean, I've been doing um, uh, like wordplay and poetry since I was uh, 16, probably. You know what I mean? Just poetry alone. And... Um, you know, I, I kind of, uh, I listened to the rappers, you know what I mean? Got my rapping a little bit here and there, wrote some notes, you know, wrote some bars here and there. But then it got to the point where I felt like all the rap was saying the same stuff over and over and over again. And it's just kind of like, it got like boring to me, you know what I mean? Like, and so I just figured I'm just make my own music, you know what I mean? Get something to the people, get something I can listen to that I, I, it sounds good to me. And um, it's challenging as well. You know what I mean? One of the best things about what I do, and that's, that's hooping, is the like the nerves, that energy that you feel before you're running through the tunnel, before they announce your name, when you're sitting on the bench, and they're like, okay, you starting at Power Four, you know what I mean? Just with uh, Arizona, Aaron Gordon, that nerves, that, that shot of adrenaline. That's kind of the same 
type of thing when I feel when I go in the booth because it's new. You know, it's it's real, it's raw. And so it's just I'm looking for things that make me feel um, creative, that challenge me, that make me feel like I'm alive. How much more vulnerable do you feel, though, in general, putting out, you know, your artistry, your music, your lyrics compared to playing basketball? Uh, you know, I think uh, a lot. It's, it's, it's very vulnerable, man. It is. It's a different form of expression. It's a, a different form of artistry. But I got a great producer in AO, Austin Owens. Uh, Austin Owens, hold up. So, like, he does a great job. He doesn't, doesn't let me fail, man. So, um, I think the difference between, uh, like, hooping and, and rapping like hooping, somebody's on the other side of you trying to stop you from mm -hmm. putting the ball in the basket. You know what I mean? When you're rapping, the only thing that's stopping you is yourself. You know what I mean? So it's a little interesting concept, a little, little slight difference. You know, when you – the greats really are, are – uh, when they're on the floor, they're playing with themselves. So, you know, there's definitely similarities. It's definitely a competition. It's definitely a sport, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you should, I mean – it's, it's, it's definitely a competition, man. I love that competitive aspect of it. You mentioned criticism, getting criticism, both basketball and now rapping. Maybe. How do you deal with both of those? Like, do you just block it out? Or are you in your mentions right now seeing how everybody's reacting to the song? Um, yeah, that's, that's uh, interesting. I, I don't listen to it at all, dog. I don't listen to it at all. I just do me. I have fun being me. I've... I say what I need to say. Um, I make sure I do it in a tasteful way, make sure I do it in a, a way that people have fun. And um, yeah, just, just express express myself, man, express myself. However people are gonna react is however people are gonna react. You're ignoring all the tweets. You're not looking at any of them. No, nah, I mean, I look at some of them, you know what I mean? I go through them, but yeah. do I, I take them and let them sit with me? Not even close, man. Okay. We, I've been doing this for, I've been in the, like, not rapping, but like just being in the public eye for a long time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And um, there's there's been times where, like, I play horribly. You know what I mean? Terrible game. People say, oh, you're the worst basketball player in the world. <laughs> and then the next game, I, I go out and have 35 and we win or something like that. And they're like, oh, man, okay, he's, he's great again. You know what I mean? So people are so back and forth. People change their minds every single day. Yeah. And then, you know, people listen to the song one time and be like, oh, that's trash. Hey, come on, bro. Get them, print the print the lyrics out and have a read along, and then we can talk about every single one. You know, what's the feedback been like? You know, in the group text and text messages from your teammates, from you know the NBA community, all the guys you know around the league. Family loves it. Family okay. loves it. Friends loves it. California loves it. Uh, Orlando you know, loves. Orlando Miami loves doesn't it. like it. You know, Miami hates it. D Wade did a song with <laughs> Rick Ross. Miami hates it. D Wade did a song with Rick Ross not too long ago. Are you worried about him tapping Rose? Oh, maybe, maybe a response. <laughs> oh, he, he he will, bro. That's I I am just sitting here talking with my family right now. Like, no, nah, he's gonna have to get back in the booth, man. Now, that'll, that'll be good, man. It's all for for the entertainment. It's all for the sport of it. You know what I mean? This is like attention that uplifts. You know what I mean? That's what that's it's what I'm positive. Looking at. You know it's, what I mean? Right, right. It, it's positive. There's, like, no, there's uh, no like ill will. But you know, nah, you, nah. you know he's you know he's gonna use Rick Ross to write his lyrics. Right. Yeah, so he's, hey. you in trouble, bro. <laughs> I love it. What's the what's the ace up the sleeve here? If, if, if this keeps going, you got one? 
the ace up the sleeve. Yeah. The only ace up the sleeve is I'm still on the court and he's not. Oh, oh. there we go. There hey, we bro, go. I, I'm not gonna let that one slide. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> how you? That's, the, that's it. That's it. That's the only. That's, that's the only ace up the sleeve. But how you gonna the, say that the, the other thing about it, the on the on the contrary to that, is he's a uh, uh, now a sports analyst and commentator. Yeah. Yeah. So he gonna be watching. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, you know watch it, and and I like that, man. I like it. It's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be fun getting back on the court and, and continuing to talk my shit, Aaron, and just and then play it out. We we got a game we play here. We got a segment called One Got to Go. You want to play with us? All right, let's do it. Okay, so we got three three questions. We'll go through them for you. Okay, first one. One got to go. Chance the rapper Drake J Cole. Drake out of there. Drake over who? Over J over Chick uh Chance? I'm taking J. Cole. I'm taking J. Cole and Chance. Wow. I mean Drake I, is I, mean, I think I, Drake, Drake is Drake is a, a certified hit maker, certified uh song maker, hit maker, makes great music for the people. I just vibe with Chance and J. Cole, what they stand for in their lyrics. Okay. What if what if we threw Kendrick in there too? A fourth one. Ooh. Is it still Drake gotta go? Yeah. <laughs> He's I'm, just not even thinking about it. Maybe. You're saying Tootsie Slide on out of there. No doubt. No doubt. Have you hey. done a Tootsie Slide TikTok yet? Uh, random off to the side. Nah. <laughs> You're not, not quite. doing that. Are you throwing not Drake quite. out because he's harassed you on the sidelines? <laughs> <laughs> There's a. Uh, uh, We'll just, we'll just keep it music for right now. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. There we go. <laughs> There's the answer right there. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, Aaron. One got to go. Tim Duncan, KG, Dirk. Power forward Ooh. grades. Damn. Uh, oh, that's, tough, tough. That's, that's tough. It's, it's tougher for me. It's easier for me to do music. You know what I mean? I'm less, that less we, the next one's music. We had to do one basketball one, though, in the, port, in the power forward range. All right, all right. I'm going to go. Uh, man, that's, that's hard to do. I guess I got to go Timmy. I guess Timmy got to go. Ooh. Ooh. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Was almost Orlando Magic too. Yeah, Tim Big Duncan funny. almost in Orlando Magic at one time. I mean, I, I just like I like how KG played. I like the energy that it came with, and then I like Dirk. You know, what I mean, the great white hope. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good one. That's a tough one. This one is interesting because you mentioned you got sick of music sounding the same. So I'm I'm thinking that maybe these three artists might fall into what you were talking about. Future, Lil Baby, Da Baby. One got to go. Hmm. I think uh, Lil Baby. I think Lil Baby got to go. I mean, I, I definitely vibe with Lil Baby's music. I think the baby, I think the baby is uh, on a hot, crazy hot streak and on a roll. I love his sound and how he's rapping. And then the future is like trap goat. So can't get rid of future. Okay. That's good. So when you mentioned some, some of this music becoming a little like sounding the same, all that kind of stuff, were you talking about the newer class? Because you said you really like the chance and the J. Cole the lyrical type stuff. So are you just not rocking with the overall, like these new kids like, like that, or is it just. Yeah, it was, it was the class like right under them. You know how uh, J Cole said he was the middle child, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it was the youngest child that I wasn't rocking with. Yeah, who, whoever like, that was. Is this like the Uzis of the world? Like I'm trying to. Nah, Uzi, Uzi's tough. Uzi's tough. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't really. Uh, or are we going into like the little pump? I think category. more like the more like the pump. That's fair. Like the pump genre. Yeah. 
Um, like Uzi yeah. does spit. That's the thing about Uzi. He does. He is categorized in that level, but he does spit. But it is like yeah. the little pumps. I think that probably you were maybe right. Right. Look at my look at my neck. Ooh. Look at my chest. Ooh. I'm finna flex. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like ah. Uh, <laughs> say something, please. please. Say something. How many NBA players are rapping right now in quarantine? All of them, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. There's probably a lot. Uh, Andre Drummond just hit me up. I'm going to hop on a call with him a little bit later. Kind of talk to him because Dre rapping. Um, Let's see here. Uh, Dame. I know Dame is probably cooking something up. Who's going to overtake Dame, though? That's Because Dame in everybody's mind is the number one, and he's been like that a few years. Yeah. Who's taking over for Dame as that number one spot? Or is it even possible? Man, we'll see, cause cause Dame is like a, a really really good rapper, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's a really good rapper. Uh, he has depth to him. Uh, he has the vision. Um, he has the flow. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just you know trying to take over with the hit making. You know, I'm just trying to make hits. I'm trying to make uh, songs for everybody. Everybody can vibe to people on the court, off the court. Kind of let them step into my life um, and like what it is to be a professional athlete. So I'm not, I'm not sure I'm trying to take over the hit maker. What NBA player is underrated as a rapper? I mean, we know some of the, the usual suspects like Dame. We talked to Drummond recently here on the podcast about his music. We know you, but like, you know, any of your teammates, any of the guys around the league that really hasn't put out music that you've heard and actually has some skills? Let's see here. Who else, who else we got? We got Lou Will. I was we about to say, Zoe. no, Lou Will. Yeah, Lou Will's yeah. been out there, yeah. We got Lou Will. We got Zoe. Uh, we got Marvin Bagley. Yeah, we got Miles Bridges. I think KD's rapping. KD. Um, KD got like the secret raps that people yeah, like have people, right. but, but people talk about right. them like people talk about them as like that they're good but we've never they've never like hit the hit the internet or anything so it's like it's gonna be a, a thing when those KD raps hit the internet I think oh for sure for sure I mean everybody's gonna want to hear what KD has to say so right. hopefully he does it in a great way in an, uh, an artistic way creative way um I don't know who, who underrated. Uh, I think everybody rated pretty fairly. <laughs> so you said you've been watching The Last Dance. Yeah. What have you taken away from it, being an NBA player now, seeing how it all kind of unfolded back then in that era? Oh, man. There's a lot to take away from it. You know what I mean? Um, there wasn't social media back then. You know what I mean? But MJ was still controlling the media pretty well you know what I mean so that was a, a dope part of it um I think the Dennis Rodman is an absolute savage <laughs> like he, he went crazy uh but I think I think with, with Mike and and stepping away from the the limelight makes sense you know what I mean it makes sense to me because there was so much media on the, there was so much media and, and like he was the golden child for so long and, um, you know, and I feel like everybody, how the story goes is, you know, they finally like kind of tried to throw dirt on Mike's name, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And Mike, like after everything that I've done for everybody, after everything I've done for everybody, I'm still trying to throw dirt on my name. Like, nah, that's, that's not cool. So it, it just goes to show how, how people are, you know what I mean? You trust people to be people and, and trust you know, he might trust it. He trusted himself to be great, and, and that's just like so inspiring. 
Well, Aaron, we wrote about on the site about how that Bulls team, like would they have survived, hypothetically, would they have survived in the social media area? It seems impossible with Jordan, with Pippen, with Robin, all the antics with Robin, everything else. Like, there's no way in hell that team would have would have not imploded in the social media age, right? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I think like there was some wild shit going on back then. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> that that falls through the cracks. You know what I mean? That that um, you needed a whole like a uh, uh, camera to like process the film and everything now like imagine one of your teammates taking a 48 hour vacation to vegas in the middle of the season like twitter would have gone you know apocalypse like it would have just blown up if that had happened in today's day and age right right and and so that's kind of what i'm like trying to explain to y'all like uh social media is is an uh, amazing tool but like you take a 48 48 hour hiatus and social media blows up like, oh my God, where he go? Like he's not serious about his job, but then he comes back and he goes to work. You know what I mean? So social media, you know what I mean? Like eh, it doesn't stop you from having your occupation. Which one of your teammates would be most likely to take a 48 hour Vegas trip in the middle of the season? Or is it you? It'd probably be me, man. <laughs> At this point, I've seen Dennis Rodman did it one time. The last dance is just so crazy watching it. Did you have a GOAT coming into this? Did you think MJ was the GOAT, or were you more of a maybe LeBron is the He's GOAT? He's not going to say LeBron. <laughs> and, and has this changed? I mean, Trey Young tweeted he that he thinks MJ is the GOAT after watching this instead of LeBron, so I don't, I, you know. Uh, Yeah, I grew up loving uh, Magic Johnson. I was okay. a huge Magic Johnson from fan because I was from Cal. I'm from California, you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. uh, like growing up watching MJ, how he like uh, conducted the game, uh, you know how he conducted the media and how he was as a businessman. But after watching this, uh, MJ the goat man, he's different, different breed, bro. Just different animal from different planet. What stood out to you the most through the first four episodes? It's just his competitive spirit. You know what I mean? It's just his drive. And then just being determined. It's just ruthlessness. Um, you know what I mean? Hearing what the naysayers have to say and then going out and doing it despite what they have to say anyways. What's it like seeing that Bad Boys Pistons footage now, playing in the league now, and then seeing how different the game was with those Bad Boys teams? Like, they were legit trying to like hurt people. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was a... Uh, that was a different era. And that was definitely a different era. But I feel like after this, you know, being cooped up in the house, all the NBA players getting back on the court, it's going to be a little bit of like that again. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so you're saying Flagrant's going to be up. flying when the NBA comes back? Yeah, especially until the skill catches up. You know what I mean? <laughs> going back to 90s basketball. Are you are you still getting to work out, like get shots up and everything right now? Yeah. yeah. Let me see. Let's see if I can flip this around for you. So I got my court out there. Okay. Got the big court baller. back there. Yeah, yeah, big baller right here. Me, me, me. Nah, nah, it's, it's, it's mid, mid baller, you know what I mean? The big baller got, got the, uh, the full indoor court and shit yeah, like that. The Mike Conley level. Mike. Right, right. Shaq, 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 Drake uh, up in Toronto. Shaq live on the other side of the lake. Yeah. Oh, word. Yeah, and he got the indoor. He got yeah, the indoor court. I seen too. Sharif. Sharif pooping on there all, every day. <sighs> I mean, why would you not? <laughs> yeah, we got the weight room downstairs, too. Okay. Aaron, you guys, when the season was halted, are still in the playoffs. So 
with when if the season does come back, how much preparation mentally and physically are you going to need to get like back into it? You know, like say they go right to the playoffs, you guys might be put right into a series against the Bucks, maybe. You know? Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. And like, I don't want people to think that because uh, I'm rapping, I'm not working out, I'm not I'm not. You know, fans will say that to too. You, you know, like yeah. diehard fan, like Magic fans will be like, he's not focused on the game. Right. You get back in the gym or whatever. But no, nah, that's not the case, man. I'm training for the playoffs and I'm training for the Olympics. So, what's your gut feeling right now? I mean, obviously, so much is up in the air. We know Adam Silver isn't going to kind of give us an update, you know, at least for another week about, you know, when or if the season can return. But what's your gut feeling? Not sure. <laughs> I know I'll be ready when it starts. Ready to go. Uh, Aaron, we appreciate you talking to us. Anything else you want to drop in there music-wise or anything? Any other message to D-Wade? We got a rap, rap battle? Uh, rap battle yeah, can we get a rap battle, maybe? I believe there will be a rap battle. I'm not sure. Uh, to say. I think D-Wade probably going to get back in the booth with, with Ross. I, I would see that happening. Um, but like I said, guys, this is just for fun, man. This is for the entertainment of, of hoop culture and, and music culture. You know what I mean? So... This is all, all just uh, to vent, get it off my chest, and everything's good. Yeah, we're and, having fun with it. And D Wade, send yeah, yeah. more and more wine. I mean, yeah, Jesus, yeah. one Please bottle. Send Aaron on. some more wine. We're all in quarantine. <laughs> Come on, man. Send me at least two bottles. Dang, yeah. Good, Listen, we need, we need an IG Live rap battle. I need yes. it. I need yes. it from somebody. Some, also, with NBA players, a rap battle. Okay. Okay, oh, yeah, I like that. I like There's that. rumors uh, out there you know, that D, D- Way. Um, I mean, uh, Dame Dame got his four bar Friday. Oh yeah, that's true. Let's that might it. be a good platform. Let's do it. Yo, it, D. There's been rumors about LeBron getting in the booth at some time too. That might be the ultimate. He might pull Bron out uh-huh. the. In- <laughs> yeah, y'all see my y'all see my uh, sweatshirt. Yeah, born winner. Born winner. So this is a project that I'm working on. It's bringing professional athletes into the booth and, and having them work with. Uh, um, validated producers okay. all over the world and Grammy certified producers. So to go, go once all this is over, I'm going to fly out and bring every, all the recording gear and everything, pull up on every uh, athlete that believes that they can rap, um, create a song from scratch, uh, go get it played in the club that night and then go <laughs> to the next city. It's okay. like ma- making the band rapper athlete edition. Yep, exactly. Appreciate it, man. Awesome. awesome. We appreciate Thank you, Aaron. All right, uh, hey, holla at me once uh, D-Way come back. Got you. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get you right back on for another response. <laughs> All right. Perfect. See you, man. Peace, man. Peace. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
Huge shout out to Aaron Gordon for calling in with us. Uh, as we said, when the D-Wade uh, response track drops, we'll get Aaron back on the line to talk about it and what he plans to do. Uh, really appreciate him dialing in with us. Uh, really fun conversation about, you know, rap beef in the NBA right now because, as Adam said earlier, we have nothing else to talk about. But luckily we do have something else to talk about, and that's episodes three and four of The Last Dance. Zion, Adam, we all watched it. What are our thoughts on the Rodman and Phil Jackson episodes that we saw last night? Um, I'm going to guess that when this is all said and done, episode three is going to be everyone's least favorite episode, um, especially if you watch the Dennis Rodman 30 for 30 last fall. There was a lot of bitching and moaning, I think, on Twitter and from basketball fans that, you know, this is supposed to be a you know Michael Jordan documentary, which it technically is, but also kind of technically isn't. Um, a lot of time is spent on Rodman. Rodman does have an interesting story. He's a personality, but... If you're a sports fan and a basketball fan, you probably knew just about everything, maybe except for the Carmen Electra story and the vacation story. But we didn't need Dennis's backstory. And that's probably going to piss a lot of people off or did piss a lot of people off watching last night. So here's my thing. When this was billed, it wasn't billed as a Michael Jordan documentary. No, it's not. No, But everybody wants it to be. Of all the criticisms I've seen on Twitter, and there's not many, and even the people who criticize aren't too vocal and they say it's still good. They're saying they wish it was more of a Michael Jordan documentary rather than uh, overall Bulls documentary that ties in. Obviously, Michael's still the focus, but that is a criticism I've seen. Zion, do you think it would be better as just a straight Michael Jordan documentary? Um, Probably. I mean, that's what we're all here for. We kind of know the story of the Bulls. Not to this extent, I would say, but like people are looking for the unseen footage of michael jordan that's why we're here mostly we want to see mj to his fullest mm-hmm. especially my generation who didn't really get to watch mj uh while he was on the bulls yeah you finally get an education pal it's about time no, really but i mean we all but also it's like the only reason you're getting jordan getting this this honesty is because they fished out obviously this mm-hmm. this footage existed and because he got his feelings supposedly allegedly over LeBron winning and the GOAT debate being brought back up, the reason you're getting Jordan on the record is because you had all this incredible footage that they could piece together and then weave in his narrative. So, I mean, this is, you know, the documentary I think has still been very good. I would say for me, episode four is the best episode so far we've seen. I wouldn't say it's the best episode so far of the documentary, but for me, I thought episode four was the strongest because Jordan's commentary on the bad boy Pistons and calling Isaiah Thomas an asshole for his explanation about why he walked off the court was by far the highlight so far of the documentary. Who's the biggest loser in this, Isaiah Thomas or Jerry Krause so far? We need like a <laughs> well, we need a loser tracker. <laughs> we need a loser Krause, tracker. I think well, Krause not, can't defend himself, so I mean yeah, it's like it's not really fair yeah. to Jerry. Rest so in Isaiah rest Thomas rest right in, yeah. now is getting clowned on big time. Bro, Isaiah's getting ripped. Like he is the butt of every joke right now because in other people are coming out with stories about Isaiah being whack like that. It's not just MJ, you know. Like well, other NBA guys, they're Knicks pulling fans them out. can Knicks fans can tell you some stories about Isaiah. Um, well, that's a, oh, that's, that's, that's a different story, yeah, obviously. Yeah, we're going down a different. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, but Knicks fans will bring it up. But yeah, I mean Isaiah Thomas by far, and unfortunately, the current Isaiah Thomas is getting clapped out on Twitter <laughs> for reasons that people need to realize. There's different spellings and names, and don't direct your ire and vitriol. At I mean, if the you don't younger know, Isaiah Thomas, if you don't know the, the older one, if you don't know the difference between Isaiah Thomas that played for the Celtics and Isaiah Thomas from the Bad Boys Pistons, then you need to watch way more basketball documentaries and basketball in general than, than basketball this. in general. But yeah, in general, you just need of, to watch yeah. a game of basketball. But there are a lot of stupid people on Twitter. I will Here's, say though, to, for your Jerry question, also Krause is he he he'll get uh, clowned a lot and whatnot. 
but he did a great job. I mean, what what he actually did, like firing uh, Doug Collins for takes balls to do trail, that, um, and obviously putting the team together. Like, I mean, he's going to get clowned on, but he actually did. At the end job. of the day, this dude drafted Scottie Pippen. Yeah, and he and 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 he okayed Rodman come in. They he drafted Kerr, like he Listen, made yeah. very he made very good basketball decisions. Obviously, near the towards the end, like it, the Napoleon complex came into it, and everybody's head got too big. And but that's what dynasties do. No dynasties mm-hmm. end happily. We and we we need to get into some of these Draymond comments because Draymond is accelerating the hate of the. Warriors dynasty with the revisionist history that he's putting out there on not only KD, but on how much he's talking about the Warriors. I mean, yes, they changed basketball for, okay, let me, let's get into Draymond. I think not to get too off base, no, run, run through the comments. So Draymond, what, what did he say? Zion? He said, he said that he said, yeah, he said a lot of shit. He's, he's done like nine interviews somehow. He said that him, Steph and clay changed the game. Which you can't really argue with, but him including himself well, in that is a little well, is a little well, lol worthy. Yeah. Steph Steph changed the game. Let's let's, let's be honest. Steph, Steph, changed, Steph the changed the game, and, Clay, and you just happen to be yeah. the third guy. Draymond's the, along for the ride here. Let's be honest. Yes, he is. He was. Well, I'm not going to say he wasn't a, a part of like. No, no, Draymond was very important. Very important. Yeah, important. But, it, but changing the game yeah, is he's an incredibly crazy. lofty status he's given himself. <laughs> That's that's not accurate. So and, and even giving it to Clay is a bit he, uh, crazy. And he said he kind of was hinting at uh, impacting the game more than Charles Barkley. Yes, I was, which like, is just ludicrous. Bro, bro, Charles Barkley is the reason why you are here. <laughs> like, and also, again, as a as a although Draymond's older than you, he should be better educated and smarter than that because Barkley was an incredibly skilled player. And if you don't realize that, I mean, Jesus Christ, watch. We're gonna see. Coming up very soon in the last dance documentary, How good Barkley, Barkley balling yeah. like a yeah. beast in the NBA Finals in, in that first year in Phoenix. So it's like I, you don't respect Charles Barkley as a player. You're just a fool. Well, <laughs> the thing that's happened with Barkley is he's become so known as TV a, a TNT great commentator, but also as someone who ruffles feathers. So I don't think people give him his flowers as a player. Barkley was a million times better athlete than Draymond. Like prime Charles By Barkley four. in the 80s yeah. and early 90s was a much better athlete. Aaron Gordon type. Sport. I think Aaron Gordon's a good like he's, athlete. Like yeah. Barkley was undersized, yeah. smaller. You can almost make a yeah. case smaller than Draymond, and would yeah. had better ups and better just athletic sheer ability, and put up better numbers and was much more impactful than Draymond. So I mean, I get the two of them have this like rivalry, and like it's it's fun to hear them bitch and moan and go back and forth. But like Charles Barkley was an immeasurably, immeasurably, immeasurably better player than Draymond Green. So that's two that's two Draymond comments that are fucking crazy. Uh third one, he keeps talking about KD and everything and one of the KD things he said was true. If KD would have told the Warriors that he wanted to stay but they had to get rid of Draymond, they would have got rid of Draymond. Like fucking duh, you don't need to really say that. <laughs> like Bob Myers would have had you playing in fucking wherever, you know. Detroit. Yeah, like like he, like Draymond said, "Oh, they would have got me to a place where I wanted to go, a good team." I don't know if I believe that fully. I think Bob Myers would have been like, fuck it. I don't really care. You know, um, I'm actually, I mean, no, no, the, getting rid of Draymond. Like, I mean, this is, this is not substantiated, but like, I mean, there were certain rumblings around the Warriors, the final year of KD that, yeah, I mean, depending on how shit worked out, they had the money to sign every guy. Like the Warriors yeah. were savvy about that. But like 
there were rumblings that for a major shakeup, like who was going to get, who was going to be the odd man out. It was obviously very easy going to be Draymond, and Draymond probably would have been a very serious, serious trade candidate come next summer. But Katie did what he did, and Draymond, with his revisionist history, and well, not in that case, but in general, like I mean, he's he's slightly jumbled up some of the facts and some of the actual perspective over the years. But you know, Draymond's going to do Draymond things and just talk wild and spicy. Here, here's my question to you guys: When basketball returns. And Clay and Steph are back with Draymond. Do they have something to prove? Because a lot of people are now. I think I think what's getting to Draymond is people are saying that KD was the reason that the dynasty kept going. Which I mean, I, I think agree. so. Do, yeah. yeah. Do so. Do they have some? What if they suck? What if the Warriors suck and mm-hmm. aren't championship contenders when Clay is back and Steph is back and Draymond's playing? Because they're all older now. They're all Clay's gonna be off the ACL, Steph's had injuries. Draymond has not been the same type of player. Uh, can can their overall like the view of their dynasty without KD kind of take a hit here? No. I mean, it depends on how petty you want to get it back, but it's not yeah. good. I mean, yeah, it doesn't erase what they did like they did in the past. No what what did they do exactly? Bro, they what, did, they what did those five three do? NBA finals. Huh? They, they went, went to, to five straight NBA finals. No, no, no. no. Take KD. I'm taking out KD. I'm talking about three, the not. They went to three straight finals. Two straight. Three straight. Three. Oh, that's why I'm forgetting one year. You're right. Sorry. No, they went to two straight finals without KD. Guys, let's not. 2015, they won it. Right, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's my question as a Cavs fan. They won one NBA finals without KD, but Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt. That's what, I know you're going to bring that it's up. True. It's true. And then, not, they, yeah, and then they lost the next one when Kyrie and Kevin weren't hurt. And then they added KD. So how do we really look at the Warriors without KD in historical context? People like to compare them they to the ch- Chicago Bulls. They changed the game, bro. They changed the You know game. what? I'm calling bullshit. That's the most overrated how? dynasty I've Steph, ever seen. Steph, the, non-KD, the non-KD stuff, they're so overrated. Bro, as well, you can't just look at it, it like that because it's two years. Like, what I, What do you want? That You can't have a dynasty would, in two years. So yeah, they, they robbed us. The to say they're overrated? They, they robbed us of knowing what their true potential was as a dynasty. They did by going out and get, getting KD. But All you right. get KD 10 out of 10 times. You always do it. I understand that. But I'm just saying they're going to get clowned on for the fact that they had the greatest regular season team in NBA history, and then obviously we know what happened in the finals. And what that, happened? And it's we we know, pal. We know exactly <laughs> what happened. Okay, relax. You can put your cubic zirconia ring back in storage. But because because they couldn't finish the deal, and we're going to see in the last dance where they have the Bulls are going to have these shirts that say "72 and 10, ain't no thing without a ring." Whatever the actual saying is, yeah, it's like I, I'm buying one of those. Never going to look the same. <laughs> you probably will. They're, you're never going to be look the same. You're going to get clowned on because you couldn't seal the deal. But to 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 disparage them because they just couldn't, you know, close out an NBA Finals game when Draymond got suspended. Let's not forget that. Also, um, I think it's kind of unfair to them. And what the three of them did was historic and sh- deserves all the props in the world. And they ran out a little bit of gas and came into a buzzsaw with LeBron and all this other nonsense. But I, they're still one of the most historic teams in NBA regular season history. And Draymond saying they changed the game completely is inaccurate. Steph gets all the credit for that, but they deserve a lot of props and a shit ton of credit because what they did was incredibly historic. And that team was just blowing, blowing squads out of the water on a nightly fucking basis. They were like one of the best regular season teams, obviously, we've seen since the 72 and 10 Bulls and did stupid, crazy shit on the court on a nightly basis. And you can't forget that. You can't deny that. I think, I think they're the most complicated dynasty that we've seen. And I don't think you could put them on the Bulls 
and Lakers level because of how they did it. Well, are you going to say they're more complicated than like the, the big three with the Heat? No, they're complicated because they were on the trajectory to be a dynasty before they added KD. Like they could, they would have still been the best team in the NBA. Probably they would have gone back to the finals. Yes, yes, and it's not like that they were going to just fall off without KD. They took out any benefit of the doubt of us knowing how good they could have been by just adding KD. They just immediately became otherworldly. I don't get how you penalize that. <laughs> I'm not penalizing. I'm not. I'm saying you do that ten times out of ten. But when Draymond wants to go back and talk about him, Steph, and Clay. We're gonna bring up the fact that it, that that they didn't see it out, and then they added KD. That's all I'm saying. All right. So my counter to you is that: How do you want to compare the Steph, Clay, and Draymond teams to which three P of the Bulls? Are you comparing to the first three? I don't think you can compete P? to any of them. I don't think you can. They won one title and lost a title. I don't think you can compare them to any of them. So all right. So then you want to compare the overall Warriors dynasty to one of the Bulls dynasties, or the entire Bulls? How? What comparison do you want to make? Uh, you could you the overall dynasty with KD. I think you compare to that. You can compare to the Bulls and Lakers. I wouldn't say that they're on that level. The pre KD thing. I don't think you can compare to any of them because well, no, because more- you had because because Jordan because uh, the first Bulls three P. You had two top fifty all time players. Yes, Steph is going to be a top fifty all time player. I'm not going to get into this whole debate. Clay, about Clay. Clay is according to you. <laughs> <laughs> I said potentially, you assholes. Anyway, but those well, clearly you had superior talent with the Bulls, and then you had much superior talent come the second three P when you had two, you know, three Hall of Fames, excuse me, and the greatest three point shooter in the history of the NBA. So it's like I think overall you had much better talent and much better players, and obviously you had a legendary coach in Phil Jackson. Like that, that. That package is going to blow the war- blow the Warriors out of the water, in my opinion. Here, here's what I'm trying to say before we move on, because we've been on this for a while. I think Draymond wants us to think that the entire Warriors dynasty should be looked at as one whole thing, when you have to look at it as pre-KD and post-KD, in my opinion. And the way he talks is he talks like it was wa- it was all one thing, and I don't think you can do that. That's all I'm saying. No, you're not wrong in that. I think you're right. Yeah, that's right. It, and the way that Draymond is talking is just like, bro, y- you got to split it. You're up saying a Draymond's bit. not providing context. Sean? Yes, yes, <laughs> I, am, I am. That is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, shocker. So, yeah, we kind of went on a Draymond tangent there with the last dance. Obviously, we're going to keep recapping the last dance. Before we get out of here, though, I did want to talk about some NFL draft stuff with you guys. Wait, back on the. Uh, I have one thing about the last dance because people were talking about. People were talking about last night. Does LeBron survive the Jordan rules? Yeah, of course. He's fucking 6'8", 250. I mean, yeah, LeBron was Hercules, so, I mean, yeah. he could LeBron's take... making Bill Lambeer looking like a fucking toddler. He would have he he would have, hip-checked Rick Mahorn into the first yeah. row, okay? So, so, like, I mean, those guys... Isaiah Thomas like, would have got sent to yeah. the stands. I mean, I mean yeah. Isaiah Thomas is a gnat to LeBron. Like, yeah, bro. Smacked him to the side. So, I mean, like, Dennis Rodman was a stick figure compared to LeBron. Yeah, yeah. So, do bro. we overrate that the Jordan rules a little bit? Yes, but no one wants to talk. Here's my thing with The Last Dance. Everybody is acting like this is... Like, obviously, Jordan's fucking great, and he's the second best player of all time, in my opinion. The first for a majority of people. Wrong. <laughs> I just said the first for the majority of people. You fucking... I'm saying you're wrong, but go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, continue. But everybody's acting like this is the pinnacle of fucking basketball every step that they go through. <laughs> like, he's the bro, player of basketball. But it wasn't the pinnacle age of basketball. Like, bro, you had Craig Elo guarding you on the fucking. Craig Elo played great defense. Craig Elo also blew right by you, MJ, on the play before. 
But give Craig Elo credit on that last shot because that was great defense. It was great George defense. is the better I, athlete. I'm, Zion, I, I agree with you that we're ev- this is making everybody overrate that era even more than they already fucking did. That's, yeah, but that yeah. happens every time you look back at stuff. It's like the old school, the old, the old heads are going to overrate and say this era was better and better players. But also, don't shade chops all the Hall of Fame players Jordan played with and against during that era. Oh, it's yeah, a shit, it was ton, a great, it's no, a shit it, ton of all time greats. It, it was a great era. It was a great yeah. era of basketball. How many top 50 guys played in the 90s? They're all old, so they're in the Hall of Fame now. Like all, <laughs> no, all the, play, the players, the players now are going to go into the Hall of Fame. In 1996, when the NBA came out with the top 50 list, how many current guys who were playing the NBA at that time were on the top 50 list? A shit ton of them. And Jordan had to go through all them, play against them, including the 80s into the 90s. Yeah, like, you guys all, can't discredit that. that. That's all great, but I'm just saying. I can LeBron discredit whatever rules, I want, buddy. If LeBron got the Jordan rules. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Listen, LeBron would have been beat up, but also he would have beat the fuck out of those guys also because he was Bro, he, he was he was a linebacker. He's a linebacker playing basketball. John Paxson was playing in those games, dog. I don't want to hear shit about that. I, I want a thirty for thirty oh, short on John Paxson's mustache. John Paxson was fucking getting buckets in these finals. I don't want to hear shit. Delhi would have averaged thirty and ten in the fucking in that era. Right, now you're talking right. wild. Now, let's go to the NFL draft. All right, as we Jesus move on Christ. from last dance, I can't wait till next. Can week we have a worst take segment for this podcast because that was it right there. <laughs> I love him. Uh, going to the NFL draft. Uh, we obviously did our live stream last week. Couch Classics. Make sure you turn in this week, Thursday night. Um, did you guys have any overall thoughts? Winners, losers, big loser. Obviously, Giants. Aaron Rodgers. Winners and defensive losers. Giants I, win. I, I think the Giants can be a winner, but like it's not like a big win. It's just like a normal. Bro, they had a good a, draft. They had a good draft. They had a good draft. David Gelman is a great drafter, man. It's it's official. It's official. All right, calm down. Is anybody a bigger loser than Aaron Rodgers? And was anybody a bigger winner than Roger Goodell? That's my question. Uh, I would say Roger Goodell was a loser. What? Loser. Explain that, because I don't think so. Roger Goodell lost steam on Friday, and it's a it's a massive undertaking for him to do that and get all these guys' names right and just have to announce picks every five minutes like he did in the second day of the draft. But Roger getting way too comfy on the on the leather chair and shaking the tin of M and M's and butchering guys' names and basically taking the Ambien halfway through Friday <laughs> is not exactly a good look. So Uncle Raj did his best work, did his no be- best job he possibly could. It was an impossible task to have him be energized the entire time. I thought he did a good job on Thursday night, but Friday he lost steam real quick and got no, way too I, casual. And therefore, I'm going to put Roger Goodell as a loser. No, you. I don't think you can do that because like him getting casual was the best part of the draft. Like he was fucking chilling. It's. It was good to see him. You're way to too proper though. You inside. you've worn jeans every. You've worn jeans every day of this quarantine. Let it be known. That is accurate. He's wearing so, them now. I'm yeah, not. So, I'm, wearing, I'm wearing. I'm wearing tech fleece. Uh, tech so you don't. You don't right get now. to weigh I, in I on Rogers. Com- breaking it in. You don't get to weigh in on Rogers' comfiness when you wear jeans. Yeah, but I can't have Rog putting his leg up like he's watching a fucking Sunday afternoon thriller. Like I, I need. I like. You can't be doing that. Like it's sit cross leg. Have a little formality to it. He got a little too casual towards the end of Friday. So Roger Goodell is one of my big losers. I would say the other big loser has to be Aaron Rodgers because what the fuck are the Packers doing? That still makes no sense. And the third loser for me in the NFL draft is our emotions because ESPN talked about death every other fucking draft pick. Big that L. was the most depressing, was that was most depressing draft in the history of mankind. That like the, it's almost like they required the draft picks to have like something. Like, cra- it's bad enough that we're all home quarantined and this <laughs> didn't go down in Vegas and it was the popping circumstance. And then ESPN had to drop in every single draft prospects 
horrible death that they experienced in their 20 years of life. They're so like, that was a massive L on ESPN in the draft part. I'd love to know what like the questionnaire was going into the draft. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, like did you yeah. did your father get hit by a car when you yeah. were four years old? Yes. You get a video segment. Congratulations. First question, what's the worst thing that happened to you in your entire yeah. life? Explain the, in vivid detail. The T. Higgins one was crazy. They literally put up his mom was a drug addict for 16 years on his yeah, fucking thing. It's I, like, bro. Is that a Miami on. Dolphins question? T. Higgins? Remember when they asked the draft pick about oh, his yeah. mom being a yeah. prostitute? Yeah. Bro, I, yeah. ESPN, like, I think overall they did a great job at pulling this off and it was entertaining. But they went no, OD with under the, the circumstance. Yeah, it's like you have yeah. to applaud them for pulling it off. Like it was, it's a massive effort. And you know, I heard some people bitching and moaning that these guys have. Actually, I have to take that back. Nancy, my mom complained to me. She's like, I was watching the draft, and I see these guys have six people in the house. I'm like, Well, what do you? I mean, it's the draft day. I wait, 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 stop, stop, let stop, stop, celebrate stop. a little bit. Did you? You just say, Oh, they were bitching, and this they say, Oh, my mom. Like what? How Actually, Nancy, Nancy complained to me. She's like, I was yeah. watching the draft and I saw, you know, they had like nope. eight people we'll in the house. It was a little we'll uncomfortable to see the houses packed a little bit. I will. Yeah, say. but it's like it's their draft day. Like, what do you get? Yeah. Like, and half these guys are in like rural areas of the country where it's like it ain't it ain't like New York City or other hot spots. All right, um, so I, I gave him a pass. Though I got wait, I got other winners I have to get to. Okay. I'm gonna give okay. Zion his props to the Giants. I think the Giants are a winner. Good draft. Vikings, to me, are a winner getting Justin Jefferson from LSU and their job. moves with Stephon Diggs, which we talked about on the Couch Classic live stream. Hopefully you guys tuned in. We'll be back again on Thursday. A little plug there. Two other quick winners. Bill Belichick's dog taking a Division two Nike. draft pick. His dog Nike. is named Nike. Big props to Nike. Um, excellent, excellent digging there and getting off the draft pick. And then the other big winner has to be Cliff Kingsbury with the massive flex. He is going yeah. to be making a cameo on Billions with his Arizona mansion. Cliff Listen. Kingsbury, massive winner for that insane flex. No, Cl- cold. I don't nobody, know. Nike- nobody from the Pats is winning, bro, after drafting that kicker. Bro. No, Nike did Bill yeah, the, Bill the, Bell- the, Bell- nah, the winner. The Pats nah, are losers nah, for drafting the racist kicker. Yes. Bell- and not getting a quarterback. The Patriots, the Patriots are losers. But Nike, pa- Bill Belichick's Bell- dog, is yeah. a big winner. He's a good boy. We can't. Yeah. We can't. Very good dog. Again. Yeah. Um, Cliff Kingsbury, I don't know if he's married. I didn't look this up or anything. He, he is single currently because you know who you know who his he, uh, his girlfriend left him for. Who your boy Vegas Dave? Oh, Jesus Christ! Where have you been, pal? I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, Cliff Kingsbury is living r- life right if he's single in that house. That's he all is I'm selling oil shorts yeah. and corn futures on the side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my only loser is Aaron Rodgers. Get free Aaron Rodgers. Get him out of Green Bay. They fucking did him dirty. We already talked about that. Uh, Zion, you have any takeaways from the draft before we get out of here? Nope. Giants won. That's it. And the Patriots drafted a racist. That's it. The, do the Patriots not do any ta- tattoo background checks? Aaron Hernandez had gang <laughs> tattoos. Uh, this kicker, this whatever, has white supremacist tattoos. Can... Can we get the Patriots to maybe get like a – you think that they would have better scouts on that's that level. Bill yeah, but unfortunately to a segment of the Patriots fan base, it's going to endear him to him. Someone said he's going to be the most popular man in Boston. On that <laughs> note <laughs> that's on that note, on that note, uh, Andre Drummond next week. We can't wait. We're going to have more Last Dance reactions. Maybe some people pop in talk Last Dance with us. We appreciate you guys listening every single week. Stay safe. Couch Classics on Thursday. Yeah, watch Couch Classic on Thursday. Go back and listen to our past episodes. There's some gems in there. Um, Until next week, we'll see you guys later. Uh, Special thanks to our producer, Alejandro DeJesus, our associate producer and sound engineer, Jasmine Plata, production manager, Chancel Correa, talent booker, Shanice Kelman, director of talent relations, Kristen Price, Harold, 
manager of operations in LA, our man Josh Dodd, senior director of operations, Jen Stewart. Very special shout out to my man, Donnie Kwok, for running the whole damn thing around here. We'll see you next time.